0: Hi, teachers. I'm Carly Welton, and this is the Teach Music Online Podcast, your number one resource for innovative online music teaching. Hello, and welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to share with you a discussion that I had with Vielka Kelly Weiss. She is amazing. If this is your first time joining and listening into the TMO podcast, then it'd be an even bigger welcome to you. I am so happy that you're here. And actually, I would really love to connect with you beyond this show. So send me an email and let me know what you've learned. What are your goals for your studio? I would love to connect with you. My email is carly at teachmusic.online. Also, while you're on your computer or your phone, head over to the Teach Music Online website for a ton more resources. I have a free marketing masterclass that you can sign up for along with a blog which has all of the recordings from more than 50 episodes that I've done with teachers and experts around the globe all about building an online studio business. And actually, there's a ton of overlap between the in-person studio and online studio. There's something here for everybody to learn. So head over to my website, Also, one more resource, go to Facebook and search for Teach Music Online to join our free Facebook community. Again, welcome if you're new. I'm so happy to have you and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Vielka is a Juilliard Global K-through... K through 12 music specialist and lead teaching artist at Carnegie Hall. She was formerly on the faculties of New York University, Village Community School, City and Country, the Metropolitan Montessori School, and the Met- Metropolitan Opera Guild. Vielka is an experienced music teacher, musical director, choral director, voice teacher, piano teacher, workshop presenter, curriculum and assessment, writer and arts administrator. Today, she's sharing her journey as a vocal performer and educator in New York City, her experience starting a global music school, and the culmination of her efforts into her current project, creating the Vielka Method. I know that her story is going to resonate with you as you hear how she worked hard to connect with students and make a difference in the world through music education, so get excited. Here is my discussion with Vielka Kelly Weiss.
1: I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Carly. This is really meaningful, and I'm just thrilled to be here.
0: I want to dive in to, first, how did you hear and learn about Teach Music Online? You have been a member for several months, if not even maybe a year now. So tell us about how you found it, if you can even remember back to that.
1: <laughs> I do remember. It was through a Tanara virtual conference that they were having, and um, you were giving a couple different... Um, lectures, you know, and um, workshops in it. And when I saw you, Carly, I immediately knew that you were top-notch, first-rate. I absolutely wanted to jump in and be part of the community and learn what you had to offer. Although I had been teaching online for a while, um, you know, I'm one of those people, I just think there's always more to learn. It just doesn't matter. It's just endless for me. It's an endless art. So um, I wanted to see from your perspective and you put everything together so beautifully. So that's how I came to know you.
0: Yes. Well, thank you. And I actually, now that you say that, I can remember back that was December of last year and I can remember you in the chat in those calls and I can remember you connecting with me and so that's really fun for me to remember back to when you joined tell me about this year that you've had inside our teach music online course and community what what is what are some of the aspects of the program that have helped you I know you're a like a lover of ongoing education and learning and community really so what are some things that have been beneficial for your business
1: well, you know, initially I signed up because, like I said, I wanted to see if there were some other thoughts around online teaching that hadn't occurred to me, and just you know, even if I can learn one thing, I feel like it's really worth it because you start collecting those over the years and they add up. And so, um, so there was that, the obvious, and then there was sort of the meta of it, which is that I knew I wanted to develop my own online course, and it it just was really um, obvious to me that you were so polished, that it was so beautifully done. And so I want to study you and the, teach me the <laughs> model um, for what I hope to create, because it really, um, it was so elegantly done. It seems so simple and modern. And I know from my work history, how much work it takes to make something look simple and clean and clear so um so yeah so there was that um and then in terms of going through the coursework you know um yeah different things things that maybe seem obvious to others that you know for example that i should upgrade my camera you know, my computer has a camera, I could just use that. And then once of course I did upgrade and just followed directions, I was like, oh my goodness, I feel like I'm really, you know, a whole new screen here. And it's so much easier for, you know, my students and whoever I'm speaking with, families that I meet to be able to see me. And I'm always wishing now like, oh, you should upgrade yours too. (laughs) Because I assumed wrongly that the computer webcams were, you know, high quality. And of course everything changes so quickly. Um, so from very simple, practical things like that to, um, you know, just seeing how you organize, what, you know, systems you use in place. And I think the real, um, unexpected benefit that I didn't anticipate was the members, the membership itself. In other words, I went into it thinking this is going to be an online course. I'm going to do my work, check my boxes, learn a lot. I didn't really think about the fact that there are all these other teachers in there who are really committed individuals, really, um, you know, really reflective on their practice. And I think that was just really the hidden joy that came out of it was that I realized there's a community that really gathers frequently, that the topics are extremely relevant and current. Um, everyone has a sort of, code of unspoken code of ethics and that they speak in a very you know conscientious way and really helpful way and um i've just met some other really lovely members in the community so i I can't recommend it enough i think it's a great community of people and just ongoing education for any music teacher and especially if you are transferring online
0: oh thank you so much i so many things you've said are like that is what I wanted it to become. That is, I wanted it to, yes, look professional and be this place that was easy to understand and simple and concise. But the community has been such an an unexpected, amazing gift to all of our members because as you said, everybody just contributes and supports each other. And I think the really cool feature where teachers can message one another and collaborate and connect is amazing because I am outside of that. Like that's a benefit that I really have nothing to do with. That's just this magical thing that happens when you get professionals together in this place. I am so glad that you've found that a benefit as well.
1: Yeah, I absolutely love it. It feels like it's own private Facebook world without the noise of Facebook. So it's just this really quiet, focused place and I've met with other teachers individually, you know, zoomed with them outside of the work that goes on within it. So it's it's been a very special community.
0: And for teachers listening or watching this, you should know that Vielka is a voice teacher. That's your primary instrument is voice. And you know, a lot of people come to me and say, "I'm teaching voice. I don't know if you're program or methodist for me." And I try to, you know, explain to them, it is not just for piano teachers. There is a lot of benefit for piano teachers as many of our members are pianists. But and the bulk of the membership is on, you know, like you said, the business methods, setting things up, your camera, your technology, and then of the automation and the marketing and the social media which definitely has overlap across every instrument.
1: Just to add on absolutely I think for any instrument it doesn't matter what your instrument is you know if you're interested in teaching music online and just being in conversations that are pushing you to reflect on your practice it's a great space to be in.
0: I want to hear about where you got your passion for singing. You have had a life of of performing, singing, studying, lots of studying with at different schools. And I just thought, wow, Vielka has such a passion for this art. So tell us about, like, about your upbringing and what brought you into the world of performing and singing.
1: Oh, thank you for the question. Um... You know, it's one of those things where I can't remember life without music in it. Um, and I think I owe that mostly to my mom. My mom sings and um, she wanted to sing professionally and she dabbled a bit and then became a mom and really fo- made that her focus, which is what she wanted. And uh, that meant for me that I was very lucky. You know, I had my mom sing lullabies to me t- before I went to bed at night and um, yeah, I had my growing up years where my parents were divorced and my, my stepdad was a composer. So it also meant that I would hear him composing at night, every night. And, um, the house was just always filled with music. And it was Paul Anka and Barbara Streisand and Karen Carpenter and Julie Andrews, all these singers that my mom loved and had, you know, playing. And, um, so that's what I really grew up with. And yeah. Um, I have a video footage that my my dad shared with me many years later, I must have been around three with like a microphone and like singing and I was like, Oh my gosh, I have no memory of that. But yeah, and I wouldn't say that I was a performer either, you know, I was a very sensitive, shy child. And um, I never felt like I fit in. So I grew up in California. L.A., um, really cool like beach surfer town, which I'm not, (laughs) but um, it was a beautiful place to grow up. And um, yeah, and I think the other part is that I went to Catholic school and music was a big part of church and church life. And that was a big part of my life, my first, I don't know, probably 10 years of school. And really it was um, in fifth grade where they started a choir. And uh, Debbie Rail, the Rails, um, was really the first, I think, teacher that really spoke to me in that way and gave me the opportunity to make friends, have a social life that revolved around music. And I had my first solo. And Carly, I mean, that first solo, I don't know if you remember your first moment, but for me, it was, I guess I must've been in fifth grade and I was on stage And, you know, the lights are on and um, it was, you know, maybe two phrases, right? But the microphone was so live and, you know, you can like feel the pull of your voice going into the microphone. And so here it was, and there was, I don't know, probably a hundred people or something in the audience. So it was quite, you know, quite a big performance for your first thing. And, um, and I sang and, And it was in the context of also, uh, you know, church music too. So I I sang and I just felt like this silence fall over the audience. And you know, everything else is kind of blinded by the light, so you don't see anybody, which is kind of nice. (laughs) But it was just a special, kind of silent moment in a way. And I just felt like there was a connection with within myself, with the audience, with something greater than me. And that was one of those magical moments that I thought, oh my gosh, whatever this is, this is, this is incredible. And to be able to express yourself in this way, um, yeah. So that was my own, I think, really first moment where it was, it was a powerful moment, and it was an aha moment. Other people reacted, and I, I sort of found my place and a little bit of a new identity of like, oh, this is maybe something that's kind of special that I can do, Um, even though I 1000% believe everyone can do this. If you can speak, you can sing, everyone can. But unfortunately it does tend to play out in a lot of ways at a young age where you're kind of cast into, well, you can do this or you can't. So for me, it meant that I felt like I could and I just did it, got into musicals and shows and yeah, much more from there.
0: Oh, thank you for sharing that story. I, as you were talking, I was thinking of all the other teachers listening and how they, I think all of us have had moments like that where we went, wow, this, this is a gift that I I think I might have, or this is something I really enjoy. Like you said, maybe it wasn't a gift to begin with, but it was something people saw a lot of excitement around. And I, you said something that I want to talk about for a second. You just said, if you can talk, you can sing. And I've seen that on your website. I've seen it kind of plastered on your brand. Tell me about, well, my thought was, do you have to kind of convince people of that sometimes? Is it is that a part of your marketing? <laughs> because maybe you have a student who might not agree with that or a parent of a student who goes, "Yeah, they want lessons, but I don't know if I don't know if this they're cut out for this."
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, voice is so interesting, and maybe this applies to other instruments as well, but I find with voice especially people there are still, you know, the segment of people who really believe like either you're born with it or you're not. Or I, I can't even tell you how many times I've heard people say, I'm tone deaf, oh, I wish I could sing, but I'm tone deaf, I can't. And really, it was through my journey of becoming a, a music educator, and really my, my studies with Kodai, especially, um, where I was really learning a sequential way to really teach music and music literacy but um but applying it to voice and centered around voice. And my work with little ones, you know, up that I heard and saw firsthand. You know what? This little child was completely out of tune and then they learned to sing in tune and I have my whole theories of why that is and you know and and you know how long it takes to fix and and what you have to do um, to achieve it, but it's, it's a learned skill. I always think of it as, um, compared to math because people have strong reactions around math. (laughs) I feel like you can do math or you're not good at math. It's kind of a similar thing as singing, I find. So, and I feel like, okay, yes, how, and everyone learns math, right? Like everyone goes to school and is expected to learn at least a certain level of math. Now, maybe not everyone's going to be the world's greatest mathematician and do you know whatever science with it. However, everyone everyone has that capability and it's just it's a learned skill. And so I I do I put it out there because I have parents who you know there's always some, some part of parents that are like, well, you know, they can't really sing and they almost kind of whisper or tell me or you know, they don't really sound correct and I'm thinking, "Oh, you know what? There's just so much that people don't know and understand about voice. And that's that is everywhere, even within voice teachers and singers. Because I don't know, some rumors got out early on and they had better PR than <laughs> and this message. So true. Sounds pretty... <laughs> so true.
0: Yeah. So tell us about Young Singers Academy. Um, when did you create the school? This is a, a music school that you own and run, and I, yeah, I just want to know everything about it. When did you start it, and what it has been some of the best parts of having this school for young singers?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So, really, this was a very organic growth for me. So, my journey was that I, you know, I moved from LA to New York to go to music school, studied classical voice at Manhattan School of Music, went to NYU for music education, got into teaching, taught in all different kinds of capacities and things, and got into private voice teaching and that would have been when I was graduating um, from NYU so in in about 2000 um, I my, my voice teacher said hey you know I have a, t- a student who's interested and I don't have time would you like to teach the student and I thought to myself am I qualified I don't know how to teach this person and that was absolutely degrees and years of study so you know kind of tells you I I don't think that's just my reaction by the way based on all my conversations I've had with other singers over the years so um, I did take on that first student and and so for me when I think about you know when did Young Singers Academy start I think it started that day in a sense in that it began my personal journey of okay how do I how do I teach others to sing and what does this look like and at the time Carly there <laughs> I so I'm here in New York City right and in Manhattan in the village and there were no other voice teachers you know I was part of Nats which is the National Association of Teachers of Singing and NYSDA which is the New York Singing Teachers Association and all these mouthfuls anyhow all these voice teachers and rooms of them nobody was teaching kids at that time and and the student i i got was a sixth grader i believe she was sixth or seventh grade at the time and she wanted to audition for LaGuardia, which is the fame school here for performing arts and it's a serious audition i mean it's very competitive to get in so um so that's how it started and basically after Getting into it, finding my way, carving my own way, using all my, you know, experiences to to really come up with my approach. Um, about we'll call it about five years ago, I got to the point where after having my own, you know, getting married, having my own kids, who are now almost fourteen and twelve, I started to decide, okay, you know, there are more students than I can have, and it was just word of mouth, Carly. I mean you have to imagine i only taught in nonprofits. i didn't know anything about business this was not i i just i just followed my heart and my journey and so at that point i had more than i could handle and i thought you know rather than because i didn't have anyone else to refer them to either you know that like because i'm very picky (laughs) and i you know i want to see someone's practice and and know you know because i feel like my name is if my name is going on it i want to make sure it's of a certain quality and standard And so um, I thought, well, rather than not help these families who are looking, I'm just going to start, you know, hiring some other people and and teaching them my way. And and so that's when it started to grow. And um, the name came out, mm, it's probably been maybe three, three years I think that's about right about three years since I even gave it a name Carly because literally yes. it was voice classes I mean I did not know um I remember a friend kind of chuckling like <laughs> but you know it didn't matter because the content and the work speaks for itself right but it does yes. matter I guess yes no yes. no I want have- no,
0: to I I, wanna <laughs> s- I have to say because because you're saying this you know every like you say like you're saying every teacher has a journey and When it came time that you made it professional and gave it a name and built your website, you did those things like you, you stepped up and did those things. I think some teachers put that off much longer, you know, than you had. So congrats on stepping up and creating the Young Singers Academy and building it into what it is, because how many, I mean, how many students are you working with in the school currently?
1: so it's fluctuating and yeah i'll say you know we got the name the logo we officially became an llc march 2020 carly so right at the top of the pandemic yes. and, um and we switched overnight from being in person locally here in the village to you know working 30 to 40 families to getting calls from all over the world and working wow. with I think it got up to 115 120 students and of course that's after hundreds of phone calls that i took personally um and you know meeting families from all over so um so it's interesting because since this is all kind of new in in terms of hundred percent online we haven't gone back to in person oh right you now, haven't i you was know, gonna I ask
0: haven't. you what what the if it was hybrid oh my gosh you're all online
1: I'm all you know, and I, that was one of the surprises and questions I get the most because parents are concerned that it's maybe not going to be as effective online or that the quality is going to be different. And I have to say, I think it's just wonderful. I mean, myself and about half my team um, had taught online lessons before the pandemic, but then with it. And with you know, with all the upgrades and technology, right? So from the cameras to the zoom to all the wonderful platforms that are now available and out there, it's just it's just amazing to be able to to reach so many people. And it's super convenient, right? Like you're just you can be at home. you can be anywhere and just have that lesson on either end. Um, I think with voice, I had broken traditions in many ways, Carly. <laughs> I know for sure a lot of voice teachers would just sort of look at me um, like there was this Facebook room I'm a part of and really love. And someone had posed the question, how would you teach a lesson as a voice teacher without a piano? Ta-da! And I was like... <laughs> I've been doing this for about 20 years. <laughs> I usually do have a piano, but I actually got away from that. And that plays into the online piece in that there's turn taking. You can't play piano while, you know for somebody and accompany them. And I had actually just given, you know, taken a break from that that line of logic because I really wanted uh, singers to become independent. So um, so, yeah, so we're still online. And I I am starting to see and feel like my New York people, you know, my crowd is going to want in person lessons. Um, I get it. I think there's some Zoom fatigue that's happening right now, especially in the city. And as a mom, I understand. At the same time, it's so convenient, and of course, to have a global reach. Um, so I. I for now, and especially for health reasons, I mean, singers are <laughs> notoriously hypochondriacs, we, you know, any little thing affects your voice first. So of course, with COVID, and the fact that it propels three times as fast, like there's no way I wanted to put anybody in what could be a potentially, you know, harmful situation. So, um, so that was the main reason, and then that it just worked so well. And yeah, so we'll see. We'll see where I am a year from now.
0: <laughs> I'm just thinking, gosh, you have so many options. You could you know, have a hybrid where you have some teachers that teach in person, but maybe you stay online. You can build it out so that y- you have admin helping onboard students globally. I mean, you, there's so, so much opportunity when you finally made that shift to teaching online, which thankfully, in a weird way, COVID has taught us to do online lessons so that teachers have this as an option? Because like you said, your your growth beyond your region wouldn't, I don't think probably would have happened. Maybe you wouldn't have explored that if COVID hadn't played a role in that.
1: And I think the biggest shift is that other people became comfortable with the idea of online teaching.
0: Yes, And of course,
1: strong reactions with that on both sides. But I think for me, I mean, I actually am always comparing voice to exercise and being an athlete because that's what we really are. We're vocal athletes and we train, right? We train as athletes. And I don't know about you and if you've ever done like, you know, some video like exercise videos, but I mean, Everyone has exercise videos because they work so well. And of course, it's a different experience that you're not feeling the energy in the room. Somebody's not coming over and actually touching me. But I'm also a hands-off teacher when it comes to voice teacher. You know, I, that's another area where like years ago, I'm like, "There, I am not touching anyone. <laughs> um, you know, I just, yeah. So it online has actually provided some of the boundaries that I already like to instill and just reinforced them.
0: Okay, you've mentioned so many methods kind of here and there that you're teaching, that you believe in, and that has fueled, I know, your your desire to create a method for other singing, other music teachers, other voice teachers, and it's the Vielka method, is that right?
1: <laughs> yes, which thanks to the Teach Music Online community, they voted that that sounded better than some other things, so <laughs> I, I heard. Have- you know, like, I feel like I'm blushing because it's odd to like name something after myself. However, um, people felt that it sounded professional and, you know, um, yeah, I, I, it, it definitely makes it distinct, right? So, you know, we're, we're all on the same page of, of what it is we're talking about.
0: <laughs> so what is um, your big, what's the big vision for the VLka Method? What, what do you want it to become? What are you, what are your hopes for that new, exciting road journey
1: (laughs) ah i have big dreams i'm just so excited about it and really again it just came out all very organically from my own journey so you know from the moment where i decided that even though you know i had my my degree from or multiple degrees i had to still face the question of waitressing basically and decided I will never waitress again now kudos to all of those who feel good about waitressing and can do it I get it hundred percent um I had nightmares <laughs> from waitressing <laughs> it was stressful and you know I think I'd be better at it now and I learned a lot and I'm really glad I had the experience but I made that decision I drew that line in the sand and um decided to focus on teaching because then I thought, well, if I if I really know how to teach something, I'm going to be even better at my art myself. And so when I think about the Vielka method and the different ways I want it to play out, I go back to obviously with Young Singers Academy, my journey of being that young singer, really wanting to have lessons, being told I had to wait until I was 16, past puberty, to start then, which to my horror is still in the air, still. I still run into very well-educated top school situations that still have that concept in mind and there's no scientific proof to to show that's the case. Um, anyway, that could be a whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> so Adding I'm the starting, list.
0: <laughs> with,
1: starting with my young singers to really provide for them the service. And of course, the Young Singers Academy uses the Bialka method, right, in in how we um, approach that journey. And then really giving back to that younger version of myself that came out of school with a performance degree or knowing that you want to teach or thinking about it, but also knowing they didn't really give me any way to teach other people to teach, especially kids. There is no... No real method that I'm aware of, and it's a big world, so I'm sure there's something brewing out there, but there's not something obvious at least, right? Of this is a tried and true method of how to teach kids to sing. Um, There used to be zero books on the topic. I've you know, been sort of in my own little space doing my thing and just watching over the years and some things have popped up, Um, but what I'm offering is really very practical, simple tools that kids can own, starting at age three and up. I have taken 30 years of vocal study and condensed it into four words that even these these young singers can do. And so I think that helps sort of demystify. And it's so much with voice because there's all this technical language you can get into, and the science, and it's all wonderful. And I don't know how effective it is in that 30 minute lesson that you have with a youngster to actually make change and make it be more than some of the more obvious things of, you know, diction, for example, which of course we need, but to really get to the core of how do we produce amazing tone and how can we start that at a young age instead of having to wait until whenever or never. Um, and it really applies to all ages. So so being able to give these um, sort of young graduates or young teachers coming out the tools right from the start so they don't have to waste time, you know, yeah. trying things out. And it's so much wasted time. I want the whole field to just get catapulted, you know, yeah. and for kids yeah. too. Um, because I think one of the misconceptions with kids' voices is that there's this breathy, airy tone. Oh, and that's what kids' voices are. And I'm thinking, no, that's what an unsupported voice is. And we can get the clear tone without pressing from a very young age, but it's really about technique. So I, I sort of love the mechanics of it and um, that. But then I also hope to continue, yeah, to to you know train teachers of of any age and really expanding into music teachers because a lot of my work has been outside of you know my specialty of voice i have actually just working with all kinds of music educators and i know that they are not getting what they need in terms of how do i do this how do i teach singing in you know classroom when so much is around voice it's the one instrument you're guaranteed you know hopefully to have your whole life so um so addressing yeah, any choral directors, music educators, young performers who are interested in teachers, and even expanding out into speakers because it applies to your whole voice, not just singing. So I've worked with you know people who are running for city council and with entrepreneurs and public speakers because it's all about exercising your voice and expanding wow. what your voice can do, strengthening the tone. And the, the the story that really kind of got me to the place where I'm like, you know what? I think I've done enough work on my own where I'm ready to like, this works. Because I kind of had to prove to myself, um, like, you know, this is kind of a bold statement to make, it feels like. Um, but I had a cancer survivor who came with her daughter. And so I gave the daughter the lesson. But she was interested also for herself because she had been told that one of her vocal folds was paralyzed um, due to, you know, some things they had to do in surgery. And when she showed up, she was talking like this. It was very little, you could barely hear anything. And within the hour, Carly, complete range, high to low, you know, several octaves, clear tone, it floored me. And I I said to her, I don't know what I'm gonna be able to do. I've never had a case like this, but you know, I'm just, I'm gonna do my thing. (laughs) and we're going to see where it goes and that for me was like okay I've I've got to I had another aha which is like you know I adore my kids they're not really into this this isn't my (laughs) it's not going to go on through my kids in any way They, they have their own journeys so you know I've got to pass this on I realized oh my gosh I have been so privileged that I took the total leaps of faith that I did along this journey moved, left everything behind, everyone I knew behind, came to New York City. I had amazing mentors. And it's this combination of everything over the years between my music teachers, my voice teachers, choral stuff, marathon running, and being a yogi, and like all these different things that I've pieced together to really come up with this approach. So I'm I'm just bursting with excitement um, to really help people because I know how shocking it's been. And really in the last few years of of now passing it on to other teachers, that I think has been the final push of really honing in on how do I even drill down further, make it even more simple. And I know I have more work to do, but I feel like, okay, I've got to just start sharing out. You know,
0: (laughs) it's time. Yeah, you have enough. Oh gosh, there's so many things. I'm, you know, there is so much value in creating courses from somebody who has a life of experience in this area or just a skill that others don't know because what you're talking about is as you said something that we cannot find in most universities or in an online program that exists it's not out there so it was the same thing with teach music online teachers go through music degrees they go through music schools they teach for 20 or 30 years and they still don't know how to run a business or how to use technology because how would they know who would who would have taught them they you at some point there comes a of like a we hit a wall in our careers where we need mentorship and we need education and so many people put their hands up and say oh I don't want to spend money on something or I don't want to do that it's going to cost me time and I'm going yes but what is the outcome when you get the experience or the knowledge or the mentorship that you've been looking for your whole life <laughs> like the outcome is amazing amazing it's an amazing catalyst for growth for more income, for doubling your income, tripling your income, for impacting more students. I mean, it's the list is endless of what can happen when teachers take that leap and and shift their thinking in their career. And so as you're talking, I'm thinking about the teachers who I've had that experience with and all of the voice teachers that need this in their lives as well. So I'm excited for you. <laughs>
1: Oh, I mean, I have so much that I want to just speak about all the points that you brought up. I mean, I, I'm so crazy passionate about this. And really, one of the other just sort of fires that got lit under me was, you know, it, it. I'm in New York City, right? So it's the hustle and bustle, and I'm surrounded by people who are at the top of their fields in really prestigious organizations, know especially outside of music and where I live I feel like you know I'm one of the few (laughs) kind of music people around and I'm sure that's not true but you know at this point I'm in my mom bubble a lot of the time and and leading that life and anyhow I got to the point where I just felt like why is it that I'm not really owning the things that I've done and I guess I want to share this for those people listening because I know it took me a lot and I felt like wow like I I literally, you know, did so many projects and work with Carnegie Hall, you know, with the Juilliard School, with places that I never anticipated that's where I'd end up. And I learned so much, but um, I didn't give that the weight that I think it rightly deserves. And I think as a whole you know, as musicians that really dedicate our our lives to this practice and to the benefits that come out of it. Because for me, that's my why, right? Like I love singing and, you know, the art of singing and I can take someone from anything and, and make you a singer. That's, that's easy for me. But the thing that really is my why and gets me is that inner journey of helping people become more of who they're meant to be. That inner confidence. I mean, that's, that's it. That's it, it's your voice. And that's how you express everything to the world. So for me, that's that's my why. And for, for the artists and the musicians, I am done with the starving artist mentality and model. I'm so sick of it. I'm just, I'm done. I am done. And I am on a mission, not just for myself and for my own family, my kids, obviously, especially my daughter, I want her to see, especially as a woman and an entrepreneur, but for all my musician colleagues who are right there at my side, who have been there for decades doing the hard work, that we deserve to be compensated in a way that is comparable to anyone else who's at the top of their field. And so I, I want to create this sort of circle um, where there is you know, eventually more of a mentorship piece that comes out of it. There's the teacher training piece. And I see it as a, a circle, I'm looking over here on my board, yeah, young see- singers who then could become, you know, voice teachers and colleagues, public speakers, adults who need healing. And I, I see it as really a, a way to change the world. Because when you think about singing, even singing happy birthday, when the whole room stops and sings happy birthday, there's this unifying moment and community that comes together in a way that's, that's different. And there's so many more applications that I could go into. But, um,
0: wow that that's that's
1: my vision
0: (laughs) oh i love it i love it so much and you know as you're talking i'm thinking okay so i'm gonna put on my calendar reach out to vielka in about six months because there really are a lot of topics in here that we could go so much deeper into that i know teachers who will listen to this are going that's that's what that's what i've been thinking or it's going to resonate with them and that's another Thing actually is as music teachers we're often isolated and we don't have that camaraderie or that community that teachers that we have in the membership right that no you you're not the only one that's been frustrated with a student who doesn't show up or with a parent who thinks they shouldn't pay you as much as you're charging or all of the things and that happens when we create community it happens through the podcast because we can hear teachers like you who are going through it and realizing it and actually making change. So thank you so much for sharing your heart, for sharing your stories, for sharing your ideas with us. I just know that it will resonate with teachers everywhere.
1: Thank you so much, Carly, for the opportunity and for providing the amazing platform that you do so that I could meet you and others. And I just, I'm so grateful to have this time with you. So thank you so much.
0: I hope that you enjoyed my discussion with Vielka. I know that I did. She actually left me thinking about lots of ideas and ways that we could together help teachers everywhere um, have more, find more joy and fulfillment in their studios and in their teaching and in their career in general. I love that. Vielka shared really not only her passion but her passion for teaching but also her passion for really changing the way we think about music the way we think about teaching the way we think about impacting students I just it resonated with me so much so I hope that it did for you as well during my interview with her I forgot to mention her how you can get in touch with her or reach out to her if you would like to connect with Vielka in any way so her websites are youngsingersacademy.com if you want to look into her school. If you want to get to know her and all of her projects, her website is www.vielka.com. Www.vielka, and then she also has a Facebook page, Young Singers Academy, an Instagram, Young Singers Academy, and she's on LinkedIn as Young Singers Academy. So go reach out to her. She's so wonderful, such a good friend. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And of course, come back, listen to the podcast next week, go back and listen to all of our past episodes. There is so much goodness in here. I think back to all of these interviews I've done over the past year and a half, and I feel so much gratitude for these teachers that have given so much of their time and really their expertise to help you and I be better singers, better performers, better teachers and better people. So thanks so much for listening and I'll see you guys next week. Who is your business coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I created a virtual course and coaching membership called Teach Music Online that I want to invite you to join me in with 60 plus videos, online teaching certification, monthly live group sessions, hundreds of hours of recordings and online forums, you'll know exactly how to create a thriving online business that gives you the flexibility and freedom that I know you deserve. Plus, you'll have the support of hundreds of like-minded teachers along the way. So when you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast to the 10x level, then come check out the Teach Music Online membership at teachmusic.online forward slash membership. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing week and as always, happy teaching.